and welcome back to the Delaware Boys Dynasty Football Podcast. Ryan, say what's up to the people, baby. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Um, glad to be here, as usual. We had a great showing last pod. Appreciate you guys coming out last time. Hope to see a lot of you guys here again tonight. But uh, tonight, doing something a little different. Uh, last time we did, but we did, uh, excuse me, start sits. Tonight, we're doing buy low, so high, which is... I think really important throughout the season goes capitalize on some of these guys that are blowing up early in the season and might kind of tend to fade towards the end or vice versa by guys that are like kind of going down. You think that might be good for you in fantasy playoffs later on. Um, huge, huge in season trades are massive. If you can pull them off. Well, be patient with me, everybody. Just so you know, I sound like shit, but I'm here. I am here. Uh, I didn't know COVID-19 was a thing in 2023, but here we are. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's, it's very unfortunate, but here we are. Uh, we got to get back to our roots. We got to get back to our roots. Um, Dynasty football is where we started. It's, it's our love. It's our passion. Um, buy low, sell high. A lot of you redraft guys, I know you play in dynasty leagues. Whatever the format is, IDP, single QB, super flex, two QBs, mandatory. There's always players that you need evaluated. There's always players you have questions about. Let's do it. Right. Buy low, sell high. Let's do it. Ryan, I'll let you kick it off too. Uh, so first of all, I just want to preface this. Like we are last time we we spoke mainly on <laughs> exclusively on redraft this podcast i cannot emphasize this enough is all dynasty um so if you hear us say some off the wall shit it's probably because you know you might be hopping in late thinking we're talking about redraft i'm gonna we're gonna try to reiterate through the show that this is strictly just dynasty talk um but i mean for me like the biggest thing i'm gonna start with the with a buy low, um, probably the biggest buy low for me of the season, especially coming in with the hype for the rookie drafts, all this stuff. I'm going to start with Jackson Smith and Jigba, who is uh, off to a slow start. I get it. It's a little concerning, but you really dive into the numbers here. He's being used in the slot. He's got the... 13th highest slot rate. Um, Seahawks don't normally use the slot like they should um so he's getting hit he's getting beat up there um admittedly so but you look into the advanced stats dude's fifth in target separation with like just over two and a half yards per route run phenomenal um he's in the high sixes for average cushion on routes which is top 15 i mean he's he he has the elite talent it's just Play the patience game, especially in Dynasty. All it's going to take is Lockett exiting, or I don't ever want to wish injury upon players, but DK or Lockett goes down, you're going to see JSN get elevated into one of those roles, and you're really going to see him start going. Um, I'm, a, I'm a still a big believer in him, and I think if you can buy him <laughs> low now, I mean, you think about it, what he was going for pre-draft process, it's significantly lower now than it ever was. Yeah, I mean, you have to lower your expectations too when you have a when you go to a team who's already had two established wide receivers and yeah. DK and Tyler Lockett, and on top of that, you have a run heavy offensive scheme to begin with. Right. Um, 
whether you had it as wide receiver one or wide receiver two, some people had Addison, some people had JSN. Doesn't matter. Both are an elite talents. One landed in a better situation. We've talked about yeah. that numerous times. <clears throat> uh, no, no ill will towards Jackson. Um, we all know what Brian Hartline and what they do at Ohio State, what they produce, they produce monsters. Uh, I mean, you can just look at the track record of Ohio State receivers. Uh, and this dude, he's talked about as one of the best for a reason. Um, his summer price in Dynasty startups was relatively high, a little too high for my liking. But right now, yeah. I mean, I mean, dude was talked about as like wide receiver 12. Like we're, we're, we're pegging him as wide receiver 12. Like that's, and DK was for me, wide receiver 11. So just put that two and two together. You're talking about a guy who has multiple wide receiver one finishes and a guy who's never stepped on the field. He's not Marvin Harrison Jr. So let's just get that straight, but he's pretty good. I believe, I do believe that Jackson Smith and Jigba is a huge buy. And like I said, I use we use so many different various sites. Let's go with Keep Trade Cut. Keep Trade Cut has him at wide receiver seventeen. Yes, wide yeah. receiver. They had him as high as wide receiver eight. Well, we did not. Trade we Cut's have a terrible application for value, right. but, just, but nonetheless, yeah, I see your point. He's right. he's fell what was that nine spots? Nine, ten, depending. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, he keeps having bad weeks. His snap percentages have you know have have dropped. Uh, you know, he played almost sixty percent of the snaps week one. Now he's down to 53. Uh, he played 44 in week three. He's, they're on by. Uh, so, I mean, like, there has to be there has to be a shining light for Jackson sometime. Um, when that'll be, I don't know. But I do believe in the talent. I, I truly do. You were the Jackson. Your flag was planted here. So it's this still is planted. That's still planted. I mean, it's, it's tough even when, you know, I'm a huge draft day guy. So even watching them go to the Seahawks on draft day, I was like, kind of like, oh, shit. Like, not the most ideal landing spot, but right. I think he'll find his footing. He's still – he's he's an elite receiver to me. Um, and I think he can end up – we were talking like this wide receiver 17 price. He, he can end up being higher than that in Dynasty. And, but even by the end of the season, depending on how things go. Um, I also don't think Geno's exactly the greatest quarterback to produce three wide receiver numbers. Um, maybe if we got Geno from last year, but this year he's kind of a little bit came back down to earth. I'm not yeah, too. I mean, I'm not too worried about him. I mean, you got to remember too, man. Like this, this is an offense that wants to run the ball. They, you know, I mean, they want yeah. they want to establish the run. That's what Pete Carroll was known for. Pete Carroll done it all the way back to his USC days. So. Just, you know, I mean, just take it for what it is. Um, just keep beating the drum, man. I mean, eventually somebody's going to, you know what I mean? Somebody's going to, you know, they're going to get on the drum with you and you're going to look like a genius here. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the long-term game, remember, Tyler Lockett's only locked in for one more year. That's it. Right. Right. And and he has, has aged very gracefully into his, his, his 30s. Uh, he's produced consistent wide receiver two numbers. He's even now produced DK in multiple years that they've played together. Right. Um, but it, eventually, clock. You know, what I mean, the clock's going to strike. You know, what I mean, it's going to be DK and it's going to be Jackson Smith That's and Jigba. Right. Yeah. So, patience, um, people, patience. Yes, patience. <clears throat> also, I'm going to get into one of mine. He's burning me, burning me. In Scott Fish, 
Absolutely. No, there you go. <laughs> but I remember when we were, I remember going into the year last year, we were talking about him easy, easy top tier running back, head and shoulders above everybody else. Now he's getting priced around the same price as Devon A. Chain. To be honest with you, that's not fair. No. I'm being honest with you. No. Uh, my buy, Jonathan Taylor. Let's, you know, I mean, let's talk about it. Go back to Wisconsin, look at it. You know, top three all time, Wisconsin rushing yards. Right. Broken tackles. Elite, elite college for running backs to begin with. Elite profile, yeah. draft profile is off the charts. 4-3 speed. You know, I mean, everything you want, everything the analytics guys want, including the tape, the speed, the agility, the body size, the weight, everything you want is what he had. Yeah. Then we go for over 2,000 scrimmage, 20 touchdowns in 2021. Um, And Ryan didn't believe in 2020 when his rookie year came out. But the second half of that season, running back one from week 10 on, he was a monster. Is it, I remember, I remember just, it was the it was the specifically the Ravens game when he fumbled twice, and you were like, you were like, "Yo, is this dude? Is this dude gonna ever take off?" Yeah, I was like, "Yes, I told you, no off season. Remember with COVID, no off season, no prep time, none of that." And here we are, here we are. Jonathan Taylor is now being priced at the same price as Devon A. Chain, and I'm sorry, but that's not fair. That's not fair at all. It's absolutely not. And I think a lot of people are kind of panicking on the situation with the Colts, whether he's going to play there again, or he's going to end up with another team. Like, I get it. Like, the the concern is there for sure. But I think it's a great buy. You can buy him now in this cloudy area before he gets back on the field and that price goes back up. People forgot who he was. I mean, he fell off a little bit last year, but that offense last year was not really that functional in the first place. Now he's got AR. And they can kind of push the run more often. I mean, you see Zach Moss being successful as a running back in that offense. And he's not even near the level that Jonathan Taylor is if he plays yeah. for the Colts. It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be pretty fun to watch once <clears throat> once he gets back on the field. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't even need him to take to play a single snap. I don't need to see a single snap <laughs> in a Colts jersey ever again. Just know how elite of a talent Jonathan Taylor is. Yeah. And we're only talking about two years of usage. Now, granted, his Wisconsin tape, it, he's got a lot of touches. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was Ryan's big red flag coming into it when it came to him was his amount of touches in college. But I'm sorry to tell you that's every running back, you know, that plays in a Big Ten system, a huge usage numbers. But, guess don't shy away from Jonathan Taylor because of that. Kid's a stud. He's still on his first rookie contract. Go buy him. Devon A chain prices, that's not fair to Jonathan yeah. Taylor at all. It's not fair. Ryan, yeah, we got I'm pretty pretty positive I would trade A chain for Jonathan Taylor in a heartbeat. Yeah, not even, <laughs> not even a question. I mean, if you're looking at this list though, I mean like key trade cut, like I said, is pretty ridiculous, but this is a huge general consensus of how the fans feel. Obviously, it's a lot of recency bias. You haven't seen Jonathan Taylor since last year, but yeah. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. God forbid he ends up with the Dolphins. I'm just saying. God forbid. God forbid he ends up with the Dolphins. Good Lord have mercy. That's going to be a freak show. 
Bad. But I'm gonna go ahead, man. Who's the who's next on your buy or your buy sells? So for me, like quarterbacks a little bit funny. Their prices don't really change that often. But I'm still gonna throw the name out there. Um Joe Burrow, one of the biggest names mm. in, in Dynasty. I get it. Like he's still gonna cost you a pretty penny. But right now, I mean, he's playing abysmally bad. If you can find a manager that's panicking, I mean, we're talking like he's got a lower QBR than Josh Dobbs uh, and guys like Baker Mayfield, these guys that like don't really see the field. Um, he has the least amount of touching pa- passing touchdowns out of any eligible quarterback in the entire NFL. Um, Bro, you know- <laughs> You know whose QBR he has? He's lower than two. He's got a lower QBR than Zach Wilson. Yeah, and that's what I'm, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you can find somebody that's panicking, this might be the lowest you could buy Joe Burrow maybe ever <laughs> in his career. Yeah. Um, now it might be a little bit hard to find that guy, but here's the thing: it, it's 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 possible. Okay, especially a contender that's trying to win this year and doesn't have time to deal with this lingering cap injury. If you could trade him like any successful quarterback that's going great this year, like even like just like a package like Matt Stafford or like any of these quarterbacks that are being successful this year that won't be in the future, package it together with a pick or something like that. Go get go get Burrow while you can. I think now is a good opportunity to buy Joe Burrow. I don't think he's going to get right. any cheaper than what he's at now. All right, please. Please remember, you're not set. You're not gonna be able to trade Matt Stafford. But. I mean, in a package, I'm saying like they're gonna want a quarterback back in the in the deal. <clears throat> so realistically, I'm looking at it as like a QB swap. I still have Joe Burrow inside my top top four dynasty guys or top five. You know what I mean? Um, we've all had that conversation. Is it time to move Herbert back? You know what I mean? The top three are solidified. But let's just say this. Let's look at recent success. Would you trade Joe Burrow for Stroud and a pick and a significant cap pick? You know what I mean? Like, is that that's a possibility because Mm -hmm. CJ Stroud's on pace for over 5,000 passing yards in his rookie year. He's, you know, he, he has what over 250 pass attempts with not a single turnover. Huge. He's playing huge. He's playing great football. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not trading Joe Burrow for CJ Stroud. No, I'm not. But I'm just saying, these are the conversations you can have. Anthony Richardson, who's averaging over 22 fantasy points a game, are you going to trade him for Joe Burrow? I don't know. I mean, that one gets a little yeah, bit nice here. But he has the Jalen Hurts type ceiling. Is that what he is? Um, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of questions here. But you're also looking at a guy with Joe Burrow with back to back top seven finishes last year. QB4, yeah. I mean, this is the dude that just, you know I mean? He just had 36 touchdown passes, five rushing touchdowns. Very, very, very sneaky five rushing touchdowns. Remember that as well. Um, he plays in one of the most explosive offenses in football. Yeah. Do not panic sell Joe Burrow. But if you can buy Joe Burrow, yeah. find that guy. Yeah, don't don't panic sell. But if you can find someone that's willing to deal him. <clears throat> proceed accordingly um and like you said like watching him play right now the cap is certainly the issue you we watch the film right now he is a strictly a one read quarterback yes absolutely and and it's it's not pretty for him it doesn't work out in his favor it's kind of like drop back 
take care of your leg, get the ball out as fast as possible. Yeah. And um, also, it's not going to be like this all season. Also, too, like, it just seems like the elusiveness is not there. The ability to move and and extend plays is not there. Obviously, the calf is a big issue. So, hey, if you find anybody to sell Joe Burrow, go buy Joe Burrow. That's all I can say. It's Joe Burrow. I mean, not like your traditional, like, buy low guy, but I'm just saying, like, it doesn't get any cheaper for Joe Burrow than right now. No, it doesn't. It really, truly doesn't. Um, Also, too, I want to speak of a QB. I think he's a huge buy. He's being vastly, vastly – it's just – it's bad. Like, it's just – he's vastly underrated at this point. Can we talk about Kyler Murray? Yeah. Yeah, we can, baby. Can we talk about Kyler? I mean, granted, guys, like, listen, I've heard the same. I've heard the stories. Listen, I get it. Call of Duty drops. He's terrible. Listen, I get it. We all know Kyler Murray. You know what I mean? Whatever you think about him as a real-life QB, let's talk about the NFL fantasy football success. Rookie year, top six finish. Year two, top three. Yeah. Year three, top 10. Last year, tears in ACL, still top 20 QB. Yeah. Kyler Murray is an elite fantasy option. Yeah. If anybody's telling you different, they're telling you wrong. Absolutely. Kyler Murray is a problem on the football field. I don't care if Hopkins is there or not. He's a problem. Yeah, he's he's a big issue. I've been kind of toting him around as maybe like on my own island for buying Kyler Murray. I've been saying it for a while now. I don't think it changes, um, especially now that they seem like they're going to get him back in the system. They're not really like, oh, let's get rid of Kyler anymore. Yeah. Those stories have definitely faded. Um, he's had injuries. You know, he missed, what, five games in 2021, missed – Six and 20. I mean, the ACL touch sucks. Don't get me wrong. But right. on a per game basis, when he's actually on the field, he's never been below QB seven in fantasy football. <laughs> um, that's consistently the consistency that's unmatched. Um, Let's talk. Oh, Ryan. Good question. Brett. Also looking forward to your show tonight, man. So excited to see you and coach Bruce go at it tonight. It's a great oh, show, by the way. Um, where are you giving up in a pick in a one QB league for Kyler uh, specifically? Um, can I ask you what your QB situation looks like prior to me answering this question? What are you giving up in a pick? Like mm-hmm. pick spots, what are you giving up? So that's the question. Oh, so like- um, I just I would love to know what I would love to know what your QB situation looks like before I answer this question. Because like one QB leagues are so drastically different. Like, yeah, we riding, we, we pretty riding. much strictly speak on a super flex basis. So riding with Jordan Love, okay. So he's riding with Jordan Love. I'll be honest with you, Kyler Murray is price tagged him at like QB fourteen. Um, if somebody wanted to give, if somebody was willing to sell him. For like, I I like to if for this like I would extend it out. Like if somebody said, "Hey, you can have Kyler for like a 2025 first round pick," I would definitely take it. I have two ones in a second next year. All my picks in 25. Yeah, first off, I would offer the 2025 first with him still being on the IR. Them talking about not bringing him back, um, strictly coming off the pup when he was supposed to. 
I think I think it's a great initial offer, 2025 first, and then you start there and you build on the conversation. Um, if you're willing to let go of Jordan Love and then kind of stream your backup QB, you could do Love in a second and a 24 second and then build and then try to try to build your QB room. That's that's what I would do. Um, I, I I'm going to take Kyler 10 out of 10 when he comes back on the field. Yeah. Especially, you know, one QB, Jordan Love being QB one, not really like the most ideal situation. Yeah. And I like Jordan Love. So let's not so let's not uh throw any hate towards Jordan Love. He's no he's hate. It's just yeah. For me, Kyler Murray. Yeah, but people people hit fail to realize Kyler Murray, and I know he's not gonna rush when he gets back initially, but when he's when he's able to take off again, his rushing ability, people are talking about Anthony Richardson. Look at how poised Kyler is as a passer. Kyler is a is a great passer whether it's on the move or from the pocket his he's clean it's clean i don't care if he's 510 511 whatever the hell he is dude can throw the football love yeah. it um we got another question in here too trying to dish t higgins for number two running back who should i pursue my buy low t higgins as well buy low I was t higgins. Say, we're we're just being ready to get yeah, into let's do this yeah let's do this um Let's let's bring this up, man. This is a good conversation. So we all know that T. Higgins obviously is hurt right now with the rib problem. Yeah. We all know that he's had trouble with the drops. We all know the Bengals offense doesn't look to par. Um Okay. Ryan, what are you thinking here? So for me, like I'm a maybe I have a question for me, Stu. I mean, this is I'm typically the receiver guy, so I'm not really willing to dish out Higgins for RB2. Um especially because like the position's so murky right now, especially at the RB two spot, like <laughs> realistically, like who are we looking at for T Higgins? Like are we looking at like Deandre Swift or is he too, I'm not, I don't think I'm willing to go too high for, I don't think Higgins? I'm willing to go that low. I right. Think that's what I'm, I'm saying. It's like, I, it's kind of a weird spot for Higgins. Yeah, the thing, the thing is, is like, I know who I want. I know who I want to acquire. And the name that initially comes to my head is Travis Etienne. That's the name that initially right. comes to my head. Honestly, first thing came to my like Ken Walker, Travis Etienne, like type. Yeah, and brain. I mean, yeah, because the thing is, is like, honestly, me and you both had T Higgins inside our top twelve, top thirteen dynasty wide receivers. He's probably being faded down to like fifteen, sixteen, right? But wide receivers' long term value drastically outperformed the running back anyway. Um. Yeah. So, like, if I have to do a package deal, even like a slight package, Travis Etienne is the name that I initially go to. Yeah. Because and I'm okay with that. But, I mean, T. Higgins, if you really need that RB2, go get him. But I think T. Higgins is stuck in Cincinnati right now. But I could see him easily exiting that offense and going with a new see, team next year. See, this comment right here makes a huge Situation, so I've got Josh Jacobs and Will after that. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I obviously, yeah, okay. obviously, I understand this just due to the fact that Jacobs has underperformed. Granted, last week, great game, huge involvement in the receiving game. I can take yeah. that. Zach Moss, a flyer. Obviously, we don't know what's up with Taylor. Not a huge, not a bad insurance hold, but I get it. I get it. I do understand. And the thing is, is like you have to. What we're gonna have to break it down to is this. He hasn't played well, obviously Higgins with the drops and things like that. But ETN, you know, he got a lot of hate in the dynasty community early. 
and now he's kind of put it to bed. He's probably a more favorable player, but if I had to, yeah, it's going to be that's the name I initially go to is ETN. Yeah, I like the ETN Walker range of guys out there. Um, I was even going to say Josh Jacobs, ironically, but he's already under roster, so that doesn't really yeah. help. <laughs> it is honestly too, man. Like he's hurt too. You might be able to do a straight Higgins for Barkley swap. Probably. It's pretty close, to be honest. Those are the names that come to my head. Like, you know what I mean? And honestly, too. I would say just start the conversation with the owner of any mm -hmm. of these running backs. Kind of see where he's at. Maybe find a Bengals fan. (laughs) Barkley. I don't think Ken. I don't think Ken hits that. I don't think Ken. They'll do it. But ETM Barkley. Um, you think Ken's too low? Or you think he's too expensive? I think Ken's too expensive. I wouldn't trade Ken for for Higgins, but that's just me. Um, so that yeah, but that's a, that's where I would start, and then I would avoid names like Eckler. You know, like that older that older running Eckler. Obviously, you don't want Henry guys like that. Uh, but yeah, we're in that range there. So. Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, Mike has a question for me, too. What are we doing with Najee? <laughs> I think Najee, honestly, I think Najee's in, like, his own tier. I think he's a – I think he's a, a hold or a sell low. I think he's I think, a sell low. I mean, I, selling low is so hard. I think he's just a hold. I mean – I have him hold sell low. That's what I have him yeah. at. I don't – it's just, well, I mean, what are you selling him for? No one's going to want to pay for Najee right now. I mean, he looks awful. You're not going to get anything near the return value that you're Bro, you initially 20, paid in for Najee. Give me a 2024 mid second round pick. I'm taking it. That's where we're at with Najee, huh? That's where I'm at. I that's, just, I literally just, I literally just did it like an hour ago. That's and I had no ill will towards it. Crazy. I mean, you're talking about a guy who, even last year, was going in the back end of dynasty and starting dynasty startups in the first round. Um, right. And, and listen, man, it's not it. It's nothing to do with the fact that he hasn't improved from a peripheral standpoint. He's averaging over four yards per carry, which he's never done in his career. But this offense is so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. We have crossed the fifty one time, one time in four games. You want yeah, me to? You want to talk to me about how bad it is? And remember too, man. We're, I, I never expected Najee to get ninety-four targets like he did with Ben. I never expected that. Yeah. But last year, fifty targets. Now it, in four games, we're at eight. We're at two targets a game. We're literally approaching like J.K. Dobbins with Lamar Jackson type. You know, yeah. that's like where Henry Nick Chubb type. Right. Like no, nothing. The the receiving profile stood out. And it's not because he's not going to he, – he's just not on the field on third downs. Jalen Warren has played that well. He's earned that role. He's yeah. stepped in. He's blocking well. He's making – he's making uh, he's making great decisions and blitz pickups. Excuse me. Sorry. And he's earned that role. And he's yet to score a touchdown. Najee's yet to score. This offense doesn't score. So when yeah. you don't score you're, and your playmakers aren't in the ability to score, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, my, the crazy thing is about that you guys are not crossing the fifty, but one time you guys are two and two. Yeah, thank our how, defense, bro. How is that? 
whatever. Anyway, yeah, no. I mean, I'm definitely panicking no, we, on Najee. We played but... the Texans. We crossed the 50 one time. One yeah. time in the Houston game. That's one funny. time. How is that a thing? How can you win a football game? <sighs> That's rough. That's rough. Yeah, so uh, – O-line, O-line's terrible. Najee Harris is in a absolutely – But the thing is, is people still – like, it's Matt Canada, bro. It's yeah. Matt Canada. It is what it is. I can sit here and beat this drum to you every second of the day. Would you if you get a second you- round – if you get a 2024 second for Najee Harris, sell him. Let him go. It's not worth it. I'm telling you. There's there's something there that's making Mike Tomlin hold on to Matt Canada. I don't know why. I I don't. And as long as Matt Canada is our offensive coordinator, we're we're a bottom tier offense. We're the 29th ranked offense in the NFL. Rough. Would you so, say that Matt Canada runs a Canada dry offense? You're a funny guy. <laughs> you're a very funny guy. We got to start sit. I know it's not that, but let's answer it. Aaron Jones, Swift, A Chain, and Puka sit one. Wow. God bless honestly, honestly, I think this is pretty easy for me. Um, you going to say at the same time? Me? It's Aaron Jones. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, it's I mean, it's Aaron Jones. Jones for me, too. It's Aaron Jones. Um, last week is the last week I'm questioning A Chain. He's on limited touches. He had eight touches. He still ran the ball for 100 yards. I know. Um, and the crazy part is, is when we talked about the game, I look like such an idiot because Tua had Tua had 145 passing yards in the first quarter, yet A Chain had two rushing scores. I was pissed. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, granted, they, did just, lose, they did lose by 20. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm 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 gonna sit Aaron Jones' in this situation. Thanks yep, for the next for the question in. Yep, Aaron Jones for sure. Sit and for I me. think Swift has earned that role with the Eagles, and then Puka's obviously. I yeah, mean, as long as Cooper Cup's not as long as Cooper Cup's not playing, his twenty one day practice window just opened today. Yeah, as long as he's not playing, it's Puka Swift, and I'm not I'm not doubting anything from A Chain. Uh, also we have a, we have a question about Justin Fields. Uh, let's get this Fields question out of the way, and let's get back to these. No, no, no. Oh, Fields, Fields Fields is the question. Is it a oh. buy low, sell high? I mean, how can you really sell him low when, like, I mean, yeah, he's playing abysmal in actual football. But you look at the fantasy standpoints, he's still getting 20-point games week in, week out. So it's it's tough to say that. Um, now, would I actively go out seeking buying him? Probably not. But is he's in that weird territory for me? I mean, what do you, what do you think? I mean, he's definitely efficient in fantasy, but the question comes down to: Does he find his rhythm in actual football and able to produce multiple years together? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Matt Eberflus is a is is pretty close to like borderline like JV type guy. That's where I'm at with it. But to be honest with you, it's not all on fields, man. It's really not. Believe it or not, like, I mean, we talked about the fields and DJ Moore stack. And, I mean, it looks actually relatively decent. It looks good. 
Yeah. He's producing DJ Moore at wide receiver 14. Obviously, we know the 99-yard passing game against Kansas City. He's under the century mark. It's huge. The turnovers are a problem. They're not winning games. Yeah. The, thing, the main question you have to ask yourself, has Justin is Justin Fields going to show you enough to earn a contract? Right. And that's what I was just getting at towards the end of my little speech is like, is he going to earn that contract, or is he going to kind of like hover around and like? And to be honest, look, with you, man, here's the, the crazy part the for me. Sorry, I'm not trying to cut you off. The crazy part for me is like Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jack, MVP, Lamar Jackson, one of the better quarterback seasons I've ever seen in my life. He struggled to get his contract. Um, so when it comes time for Justin Fields. I think he might be really, really fighting to get that contract unless he shows some, like, really big steps going forward. Now, I'm going to say this, man. Lamar Jackson's problem was he was his own agent. That's his fault. Let's talk about Let's talk about Daniel Jones earning a contract. <laughs> Brian Dayball came in. They win. They go to a playoff. And they beat the Minnesota Vikings. It earned Daniel Jones $140 million. Justin Fields does not have Brian Dayball. They were up right. 21 yeah. to 3 against the Denver Broncos mid third quarter. And they lose 28 to 31. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. How's that possible? You can look at any number of things, but me personally, I think it might you gotta start looking at play calls. That's 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 we're gonna look at a lot of things. Let's go back to the Bucks game. Let's go back to the fact that they ran the same running back screen off the right guard three straight consecutive plays. Yeah, and Shaq Barrett sure. takes the and Shaq Barrett takes the third one to the house. Let's look at that. Let's look at let's look at some things that like has Fields missed easy throws? Yes. Yeah. Has Fields pro, has Fields progressed when it comes to making his reads as quickly as he needs to? No. My question to you is: Does he earn the third contract, uh, a second contract? No, he doesn't. Right now, no. Yeah. And that's and that's especially, the concern with, with buying now, especially when the Bears hold their pick and Carolina's pick, which yeah. are both one and two currently. Obviously, things can change, but no, he does not earn a second contract. Yeah, I mean, you figure now, we'll, you figure and things may change, but you're probably looking at two top five, at worst, top seven picks. No, the Bears, the Bears for sure are going to land the number one pick. <laughs> one of those picks, one of those picks is the number one pick. So what do you what do you do? If you can sell fields, you do it. After that game, if he could play Denver for 17 weeks, he'd be the best fantasy QB to ever play football. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yes, you sell him. You just sell a quick, him. just a quick note though. You brought him up, so I'll just touch on it while we're in this buy sell thing dj moore the next five weeks is facing the one of the easiest schedules you can face as a receiver i'm just throwing that out there just just a little tidbit for you i was looking at it earlier today i was like wow this this it's it's a pretty good stretch for fields and more going forward for the next five weeks so maybe can they find that rhythm and kind of ride it through the end of the season we'll see i'm not going to stamp it as a guarantee but i mean the schedule me, looks pretty run the schedule by me let's see let's hear your schedule I had it all the top of my head literally 20 minutes ago. Let me pull it up. <laughs> You're uh shoe, buddy. I'm slipping. I'm sorry. I fucking lost it, man. So it's got Washington. Okay. Uh Minnesota. 
Las yeah. Vegas, yeah, and the Chargers. Washington, Minnesota, Las Vegas, and the Chargers. Next four games. Bye and then you got on the back end of that, New Orleans. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, good stretch. That's that's a pretty yeah. good stretch. You do you're playing the work you're playing two of the of the bottom five pass defenses in Minnesota and the Chargers, and then I'm sure a bottom eight in Vegas. They're fucking terrible too. Yeah. Um Washington. I mean, I they, just got, they just got killed by you. I'm giving it is AJ Brown, but they they got killed, man. I mean, you got to remember DJ Moore is already wide receiver 14. He's already wide receiver 14. Right. If he pushes, if he pushes into the top 10, if he's if he sits at like 10 or 11, I mean, are you surprised? We've seen DJ Moore consistently produce as a wide receiver too, with bad QB play. I know Fields hasn't been necessarily great, but the only two people earning targets are DJ Moore and Cole Komet. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Like I told I wrote you in the article the other day. I didn't know that. I didn't know how much like I I, I guess I never focused on the number, but Cole Komet is on pace for the most targets he's ever seen in his career at 102. Yeah. Why is Cole Komet not being talked about? Dude's balling. He's always kind of been that guy that's kind of flowing on the radar forever. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think if we talked about if we talk about DJ Moore, we talk about Cole Komet too. Cole but yeah, buy DJ Moore. Like, yeah, buy DJ Moore. Sure. And even if Caleb Williams does come, sure, sure, even better. Sure. <laughs> sure. DJ Moore's smooth, man. DJ Moore is a right. shifty, nice route runner. He's always open. He's always available. Yeah, buy DJ Moore. I mean, there comes a point where like the window isn't worth the price. So, like, what's your price? That's the question. I mean, I just think like just buy him in general is all I'm saying. I, I'm a big DJ Moore guy. And when you've seen him succeed with way worse quarterbacks than Justin Fields, I think he's a guy that's pretty solid regardless of who the quarterback is. I love the talent. It, and even with the small little tiny chance they have of getting Caleb Williams, if you can get that with DJ Moore, I mean, just do it, man. I mean, all right. I'm just going to throw a name. I'm just going to throw a name. Brock Bowers or DJ Moore? <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm as of today, I'm, I'm going to say DJ Moore. I haven't seen Brock Bowers play in the league. Um, rookie tight, saying, ends tend, uh, rookie your, tight, tight ends have a tendency to uh, take a while to develop. I mean, we see Sam LaPorta, what he's doing this year. But that's not that's not normal. You know what I mean? Most of the most of the younger rookies tight ends take a while. Um, I'll take DJ Moore over Brock Bowers as of today. Now okay. you talk to me week three next year, it might be a different story. Egg Buka. It's so tough with the rookies. Can we get out of rookies? But I mean, I don't know. Landing spot's so weird. Like, what if Egg Buka ends though, up with that, like, like Panthers or something? I mean, it's it's one of these situations where it's like Right. But like context matters. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm still taking DJ Moore over at Buka today, today in Dynasty. Yeah. When you're when you're trading for like a guy like DJ Moore, the first thing they're gonna offer you is a first round pick, a mid to later first round pick. That's exactly what you're gonna get offered. There's never a wide receiver for wide receiver swap. So like would you take Jordan Addison or would you take DJ Moore? Possible DJ Moore. 
would you take in Jigba or would you take DJ Moore? Now you're talking spicy things. I like this one though. Uh, that, one, that one gets a little bit closer for me. I'm probably, I mean, right now DJ Moore is the guy in that offense, and until further notice, like you said, it's it's him and Komet. Komet's not even that great of a tight end to begin with. He's just a safety blanket for Justin Fields. They have no other receivers to throw to. Even with JSN on the other side, even with Lockett, <laughs> you still have DK Metcalf, who is going to be in that offense. They're not going to get it rid of DK. That's not going to happen. He's their big guy in the red zone. Go up, throw the ball up to him. He's probably going to bring it down. Um, that one gets a little bit closer. I might barely take DJ Moore in that in that end. Right. I mean, where right. are you at with it though? Are you taking um? Are you taking DJ Moore over JSN or any of those guys? Nah, give me JSN. Give me JSN. Really? I think it's close, but give me JSN. It's it's so close for me. It's like razor thin. I guess I give the slight edge to to DJ Moore. Should I trade Derrick Henry and Tua for Ramondre and Anthony Richardson? Are we talking Fletcher? Are we talking redraft strictly this year, or are we trade? Are we talking uh, for dynasty football? That's going to be my first question when we break this down. I think if I hear Dynasty, I already know my answer. Yeah, I know my answer too. <laughs> but uh, if but it's if redraft, it's, redraft, it's a whole it's redraft. Category. I'm keeping my left side. I'm yeah. keeping Henry and Tua. So I mean, dynasty. yeah, we can just answer that definitively without any context. Yeah. If, if it's if it's Henry and Tua, not for... Dynasty. Yep. So strictly redraft. Yeah. No, you keep Derrick Henry and Tua. Keep Henry and Tua. Yeah. No. No I, question. I get. I get I the upside of AR. But Stevenson doesn't look the same. Patriots are struggling. Uh, Derrick Henry is an absolute workhorse, and Tua is on MVP pace right now. So Yeah, if you were to tell me that the same Ramondre that we saw average almost 17 fantasy points per game last year, top eight running back finish. Uh, granted, I did point out the schedule when we were doing the Ramondre profile uh, in the offseason. His schedule is rough. It's brutal this year. Um, but I did not expect ten fantasy points per game. I did not. I did not expect him to be, you know, ranked as running back thirty three for the year. Um, unfortunately, what I saw from Derrick Henry last week against Cincinnati really solidified this answer for me pretty easily. I'm going to keep Henry into a yeah. I'm um, saying. Yep, and I know Anthony Richardson's playing lights out for sure. Lights out. I know he's number two QB in the league in fantasy points per game for sure. I get it. The gap isn't isn't the mm-hmm. same between Derrick Henry and Ramondre to offset the nope. quarterback situation. I'm I'd ride out with two and Henry. Yeah, and I got my I got Mike. Um, also, he wants to talk about a sell high. He even said, "Hey, let's talk about Kirk Cousins as a sell high." I can get behind it. I can truly. Hey, I said it. that in a podcast, and y'all roasted me. So I can get behind, bro. I didn't expect Kirk Cousins to be in this conversation at QB three week going into week five. I mean, granted, I know Kirk Cousins is consistently top ten, top twelve QB in fantasy football. He's always reliable, but this man's on pace for over seven hundred passing attempts. Yeah, it's wild. He's literally on pace to break Tom Brady's seven twelve record. That's crazy. <laughs> That's nuts. And they have to continue to throw the ball, though, because, I mean, the run game's pretty. Eh, Madison did have 95 yards on the ground the other day. Yeah, it was. First good game all year. Maybe the best game we have all <laughs> it's season. The first, it's the first game he didn't put the football on the carpet. Yeah. So, so let's talk yeah. about that. 
But that's the question. What are you going to get for a 35-year-old Kirk Cousins? Right. That's the – and upon my little speech I did on selling him, this was before he was QB3. I mean, he's kind of a rough so high. Like you said, what do you get for him? Like, are you trading him for like – I mean, can you get a first for Kirk Cousins right now? Because, I mean, if you can, I say I think bye so. Bye. I think if somebody offers you a back-end first-round pick, you take it. I mean, right. there's always contending teams looking to improve other places. Um, to be honest with you, in that auction league, I traded for Kirk Cousins. I gave a 2024 first, which was back, back-end, and I, I got a second-round pick in return, like a, like a, like another like mid-second-round pick. So I took that for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, the first for the second in Kirk. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's because I also had Kyler Murray on the IR. <laughs> so, gotta wait it out, baby. One, one. All right, so my boy is one and three. Ryan, ten team PPR. Should I trade AJ Brown and Ramondre for Eckler and Brees Hall with Hall off snap count? My running back room is weak. Running backs are Jacobs, Ford, White, wide receivers are T, Chase, Watson, Wilson, Godwin. Shoo. That's. A crazy trade one. Um, I'm gonna AJ Brown and Ramondre. I You're will trading Brown and Ramondre for Eckler and Brees. So here's what I'll say, just to start things off. Running backs are rough, but moving AJ Brown also would make your wide receivers a little rough as well, leaving you with T and Chase in a struggling offense, Christian Watson, Garrett Wilson, who lost Aaron Rodgers, and then Chris Godwin, JSN. Um, but I will say Eckler's upside is probably top five running back and Hall off the snap count. Swearing this week, he is an explosive runner. Um, I could see the argument for this for either side. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. If you go look at Hall's numbers, Hall peripheral-wise is playing better than he did his rookie year. My man's averaging over six yards per carry. On, and, I mean, granted, I know he's only got 32 carries. Hall is just an explosion waiting to happen. Yeah. And this might be it. I told Ryan by week seven that Brees Hall should be back to normal. Week eight. We're in week five. Yeah, if you get if you get Brees Hall from week five on, yeah, yeah, I'm trading AJ Brown and Ramondre. Right? <laughs> yeah, because I mean it breaks down to me is like I I kind of see Ramondre's worst player in the deal. Um, AJ Brown might be the best, but I think Eckler and Hall together. See, I don't see. I don't even think AJ is the best player in the deal. I think it's Eckler. If Eckler's healthy, this conversation is not even happening. True. This conversation True. is not happening. True. I mean, now, I think. Remember. Yeah. <coughs> now, remember, Eckler is on bye this week, and then he comes back to play Dallas. So, please tamper your expectations with yeah. Eckler, who is coming off an ankle sprain. I do I do appreciate the Chargers allowing him to rest into the bye week. Yeah. His receiving profile, he can beat any team. So, like, obviously, Dallas is a terrible matchup for your running backs. But – you know, he gets seven, eight catches. He salvages his day anyway. So, yeah, yeah. give me Eckler. Give me Brees Hall. I'll take Eckler and Hall as well. I think that – I think. I mean, it definitely leaves you in a rough spot receiver as well, but I think with <clears throat> Jacob Eckler and Hall, I think you can kind of do something to turn that season around. 
Yeah. If I'm playing redraft, I'm always looking to build around running backs. Although this year is not really the year for that anyway. <laughs> right. Um, any more sell highs that you want to specifically point out? My Another one, like another one that I know we both agree on, Mike Evans. Yeah. I mean, it, we can kind of run the gauntlet on like these older receivers, like especially in dynasty. No, 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 no. Mike Evans is special, bud. No, we're talking about Hall of Fame caliber Mike Evans here, bud. No, I mean, no. He, deserve, he deserves about a 30 second spiel. 30 second spiel. I mean, I wasn't going to go on. Yeah, but no, he's playing at the same level. He's just, he's the most consistent receiver in football. You can pitch him as that. Um, but I think if you sit on your roster and you're not contending, I think go trade him to a contender for quite literally either a young guy that you believe in or any pick that you can kind of get for him. I mean, he's, yeah. any any first round pick is shift him yeah, out the door I mean, for me. I mean, guys, we're talking about a we're talking about a guy who's thirty years old. Yeah, wide receiver nine, almost eighteen fantasy points per game. Mike Evans is absolutely playing out of his mind. A lot of us, a lot of you know, the community didn't think that Baker Mayfield could get it done, but by God, he's getting it done. He is slinging the rock. I love Baker, man. I love seeing it. Fucking love um, Baker Mayfield. Obviously, you have to take out the Marshawn Lattimore game. That's always a tough game. Yeah, but first three weeks scored. And I mean, 28 targets in the first three weeks, like that's elite volume, elite volume. Mm-hmm. And I mean, granted, my man had a 170 yard game, 170 yard game. That's Mike Evans. He's 30 years old. People said, nah, he's done. Brady's gone. He's done. No, no. Who said that? Not us. I'm just saying. Not us. I will tell you this. If you're going to, if you're going to sell him, Please know how your roster is constructed. If you are contending and you are and you have a legit chance to win your fantasy championship, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. If you are in the middle of the pack and you don't think you can win it, pull the trigger. If you can get a first round pick for him, yeah, let him go. Yeah. You have to learn how to cut your assets. You know what I mean? This is what it is. Dynasty the dynasty game is like stocks. You have to know how to play it. You have to know when to let go. That's how. Yeah, that's funny. Cool. I was literally just thinking about it the other day. The dynasty, dynasty market really is a lot like the like the trade, like the stock market out there. It's, it's hilarious how similar it is. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and I mean, you can pitch the same idea like with Evans for like Keenan Allen. Obviously, yeah, Keenan right. Allen's in the same boat. Top ten start. I mean, he's thirty two, so make it even even better. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what you're doing with Devontae Adams. I know what I'm doing with Devontae Adams. Uh, Cooper Cup. I never, ever, I never, ever thought that I would want to even, yeah, Alex, say anything about Cooper Cup. But I never want my wide receiver one visiting uh, a hamstring specialist in Minnesota before the season starts. I don't know what to expect with Cooper Cup. Who would have thought Brady to Baker would be a QB upgrade from Mike Evans? Yeah, right. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Ryan and I were higher than consensus on Mike Evans, but we did trash Baker a little bit. I did. I <laughs> can't stand Baker, but yeah. hey, he's getting it done, baby. I did give him a little bit of love in one of the podcasts early on, saying he looked a lot similar to the whole uh, the whole Geno Smith situation with Seattle last year, where he has these elite options. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I think I think the difference is, is like Brady kind of split between Godwin and Evan. I think we've 
kind of seen Baker look exclusively to Evans and not so much Chris Godwin. Brady is also interchange more often, but we all know older Brady. We all know that the deep ball was wasn't really in his bag anymore. The check down. He lived for Rashad White his last year. He lived for Goblin seven yards off the line of scrimmage. Yeah. I mean, you can keep going down. You know what I mean? That's not Evans' game. It's not. Evans is an intermediate beast. That's what he is. Baker still got the arm. He's still looking to push the ball. I like it. I love Baker. Um, I'm so excited for him. Ryan, is there any more sell highs you want to you want to cover before we get out of here? Uh <sighs> We touch. I mean, you mentioned one that scares me a little bit to bring it up on the podcast, so I I prefer to skip him. Um, we've no man, keep it ones. spicy, baby. Hey, you you want to pitch Travis Kelsey as a as a sell high? You yeah, be like, of course but, I do. But my thing with my thing with Kelsey before you get into it is like, if you own Kelsey in your league, you probably are contending. I mean, he's an absolute monster. How do I, how can I, you know, I don't know that. I don't know. I mean, if you're sitting there not contending with Travis Kelsey, one, you got (laughs) to. So what if you're in a dynasty league and you had, so what if you're in a dynasty league and you've had Eckler out for multiple weeks, you just lost Nick Chubb to the nastiest knee injury we've seen in a while. Jamar Chase, who hasn't playing well currently, you know, I mean, the Bengals aren't playing well. Joe Burrow's your QB one. What if what if that's your scenario? Sorry, my boss texted me. Um, you're gonna have to say that whole thing over again. I what if your scenario is you lost Eckler, Chubb, you lost Jamar Chase is on your roster. Joe Burrow's your QB one. Those those rosters exist. Those stacked rosters that you thought were gonna push and make an easy championship, they exist, bro. We're living in a world where Kyron Williams is a running back one. Devon A-Chain was, was a running back three last week, and he had eight carries. Yeah, yeah. We're living in that world. Puka Nakua, a guy who was drafted 177th overall, is wide receiver two. Yep. Is he two? I think I think Hill is still two, but he's sitting around Maybe there. he's one. It, but either way, 24 yeah. fantasy points per game. That's what Puka's averaging. Yeah. And we're talking about, you know, I mean, those rosters exist. What are you doing with Travis Kelsey? He's my biggest one. That's I'm not the that's not the greatest like example because I do think Chase and Burrow make a bounce back for the end of the season. But that's I'm I'm point. sitting I'm there saying, if, what if you were if, dug in a deep hole. What if you were dug if in that you're, hole? If you're really dug in deep and you're sitting there already by week four thinking I'm not doing anything, I guess sure, sell Travis Kelsey. But I think more often than not, if you own Kelsey. It, you're not really going to want to move him. I mean, in Dynasty, it's it's a whole different world. He's definitely aging. He's he's older. He's probably in one of his last two great seasons. Signing him is nice. It's just it, you got to be in a tough spot. To, I mean, Kelsey in tight end premium, which is kind of like for the most part the standard nowadays. He's probably putting up in good games twenty points a game, man. So. And you definitely, you can definitely, definitely, to your point of selling them high, you can get good value for Kelsey. From Bro, there's still people, roster. there's still people that have Kelsey as tight end one. I mean, I don't agree with that, but and it should be deep, Mark deep Andrews. Room. It should be Mark Andrews. How uh, how close is um, Laporta 
to being like a top three guy. Well, I've seen people have Laporta in their top five already. Well, that's my thing. Yeah. I'll be I've even seen the take. I've even seen the take. Um, people were taking Laporta over uh, Hawkinson already. No, no, that's that's a little too high. I like Laporta though. I'm not gonna lie. I'll be. Honest I don't want to get you. into him too much, but I, I'll be honest yeah. with you. I think like Laporta. I had him at six. He's around that. To area. be honest. Yeah. To be honest. Six. We could be seeing a world with a port if he keeps it up. He could be in the top three consensus by then, by the middle sure. of the offseason. Sure. Yeah. And for all you Kyle Pitts fans, not in my top five, boys. Just so you know. <laughs> you know, to be honest, when we were um, when we were doing, I mean, he's he's way out of buy low, so high. He's he's not a conversation either of those things for me. But I think even going into the season, me and you were hesitant to put him in the top five in general. Like, we didn't want him in the top five, but we put him in there so he wouldn't get backlash from anybody that was reading the rankings. I'll be honest with you. We put him there due to the sole fact just of what you've seen in college, his athletic profile. Right. Does he stand out as a top five dynasty tight end? Yes, he does. But as long as he's with Arthur Smith, he's not. I'm sorry. He's not. He's not in mind. He's not on Kyle Pitts. Jonas Smith's out targeting him. Jonu Smith leads the leads the land of Falcons in receiving yards. So do what you want that information. Yeah, do what you want. But other than that, man, if you have yeah, Travis Kelsey, please try to go get Mark Andrews. That's a great that's a great addition for subtraction. It's a great it's a great option. You can pull that off, sure. So Travis Kelsey, be my guest. And Mark Andrews is my most drafted player and traded for player this whole offseason. Love it. Love it. I've never been on the elite tight end train, but here we are, baby. <laughs> here we Who are. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But on that note, Ryan, man, it's been a lot of fun. Um, dude, chat live. Great time in chat, man. It was a whole lot of fun. It's the reason we do this, baby. Yeah, appreciate the questions live in. Um, thanks to everybody that joined in tonight. Super grateful for any support we can get. Um, we're just two. We're just two guys living in Delaware, trying to make a dream in fantasy. It's something we're very passionate about. Um, we're blessed to have the platform that we have, and uh, we're grinding day in day out to get better and better at this for you guys, for the people, for ourselves. Um, I, I'm just glad that we're, we are where we're at. Only given we're what two years into this. Yeah, two and some change. Um, yeah. Alex, obviously we all know Alex here. Your yards per your yards per follower, you know Alex. Guys, we just want to tell you thank you for the platform. Thank you for the opportunity. Again, we had such a great time on Saturday night. Um, oh yeah, Ryan. I mean, are we going to preview? We're going to run another start sit on Saturday night. Follow me. I'm ready to roll it. Week five start sit. I will say I got to take one take here. I do. I did tell somebody to start uh, Tank Dell over DJ Moore. I apologize. That did not play out too well. I do I do have to eat that one. Can I tell you in pod, man? This is the week. Yeah. This is the week that DJ Moore and Fields are gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, but I can't I can't be right hundred percent of the time. I will say yeah, that no, our, you're 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 not wrong. Our start sits, we relatively we did very well. 
very well. Are there any ones that stand out to you as like, oh shit, I messed up? Um, I was thinking about it. I think I did pretty good. Uh, I was really, really, I told a lot of people to start supporting Sutton. Um, had that touchdown not happened, I would have screwed so many people over. So I'm just glad he got that touchdown. Um, I'm trying to think if I had any other rough ones. I mean, obviously, everybody I told to not start A-Chain. I think A-Chain was consi- consistently the only one I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. But, but yeah, I mean, but I still stand by it. He only had eight touches. He only had eight carries. Now, he did it 101 yards and two touchdowns off of that. I can't predict that. But, I mean, he was still limited in his role. It's just he did big things with it. So was Mostert, though. Mostert only had seven carries. Yeah. So I think that I think the eight chain takes, and I got salvaged by a sort a sudden touchdown. Otherwise, so let's let me ask you this before we get out of here. A Shane, even though there's a split backfield, obviously Mostert isn't commanding the carries. He didn't. He didn't last week. Is A Shane a must start? Crazy part is I still want to say no. But the crazy thing is, man, if the backfield is going to be this murky when it comes to the touches, you know what I mean? Like, but until, until I, you know what I mean? This offense isn't producing at an elite level. I, I I think you have to start as many people from this offense as possible. Yeah, it's just true. So. I mean, I guess you, I guess he's a must star. I mean, everything depends on. Depends on if you have a deep league, I think you're obviously starting a chain. But if you have yeah. like a league where it's just one flex or maybe even two flexes, well, I think two flexes you should probably start name. But if it's a one flex league, I don't think a chain's quite there as like a start every week guy. But I do think by the end of the season, he will be a must start. But I don't think it's just yet, right? Um, that's gonna wrap it up for us tonight, bud. Saturday, we will see you guys here. Start sits. Um, can't wait. Ryan, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, I already did my little spiel, but we really kept talking. But yeah, no, I mean, glad to be around. We'll be back Saturday for you guys. Um, we'll be we'll be running it back. Hope we get a good amount. Uh, we'll have uh, a little tweet out for you guys to post your start sits. And if you can't get him in on Twitter, join the live stream. We'll be answering them live in the podcast. And, uh, yeah, great podcast tonight. Glad to have a good show out and uh, happy to be here. Yeah. On that note, guys, we appreciate you being here and we are out.